Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Shabbat Daf Tet Vav Amud Bet, continuing with our analysis of the 18 decrees uh, mentioned in Mishnah Dalad. And right now we are on something of a tangent. We're looking at the decree of uh, Tum'ah on Kalez Chochit, on glassware, which is not mentioned anywhere in the Torah, which <coughs> was either uh, created, uh, generated by Yosef and Yochanan and Yosef and Yoezer, or later by the rabbis of the 80 years. We said that was in two stages. 80 years meaning the last 80 years of the Mikdash, which was much later than the two Yosis. Uh, and now the Gemara is going to analyze what the reasoning behind that decree is. Why did the rabbis enforce the, apply the rules of Tum'ah to Kleis Chuchit? Since glassware is ultimately made out of sand, so the rabbis equated it to pottery. So if that's the case, it should be totally like pottery. You can't be it in the mikvah. Why do we have the Mishnah that says, We have a list in Mikvot of things that are considered a chatzitza, a blocker, which keeps uh, the mikvah from being effective, and it lists specific things on glassware. So glassware does work on the mikvah. The So right now we're going to propose that it really glassware does not have tarab mikvah. What happened here is you made a hole in the glass and you put some lead in it. So it's like, sort of like uh, metalware. And Rameyohi, because Rameyohi says a kli is defined by that which bolsters it. And the lead is bolstering it, therefore it's called metalware. Because here we see glassware that you put a hole into the glass and then put Led into it, Reb Meir, according to this report of Shem Galil, Reb Meir says it's Tamei, like metalware. So if that's the case, then glassware should have no Tumah from its backside. That, uh, pottery, and Kleinet there, another kind of bat, uh, has the same kind of Tumah, which is they become Tameh, and they generate Tumah from their airspace, and from the backside, but not from, from the, the underside, but not from the back, not from the side. When you break them, they become Tahor. It's only those two of them. It's not like Klicheres. So in other words, your argument is that the reason for the decree on Klicheres was it's Klicheres, because it starts with sand. Very nice, but if that's the case, it should follow the general rubric of Klicheres, and it doesn't. And so we answered the thing about the uh, mikvah, saying, well, maybe it was Klicheres that was made into Klicheres, based on Rabbi Meir, because you put lead into it. But if that's the case, it should not have the same rules of this Tumat. So it should have. The answer is, since Klicheres, uh, can be fixed when you break them. Therefore, they really made them like metalware. So it's sort of like metalware and sort of like uh, pottery, but we're not out of the woods. If that's the case, if they're like metalware, then when you break them and you put it back together, old Tuma should come back. So if you have metalware, which is either flat or is convex, so it has a makabel, it can become tamay. Nishburu taruf, it breaks, it's tahor. 
If you remake that metal into clay, the old tumah comes back. And when it comes to clay, of course, clay is broken, that's finished. With clay schuchit, we have the Mishnah says, clay etzu, clay or clay etzu, clay schuchit. Pshutan toreen, makablein toreen, they're only makabal tumah if they're convex or concave, not if they're flat. Nishperu taharu, if they break, they become tahor. Chazar v'samen kelim, if you then reformulate, formulated that glass, or uh, bone, or uh, wood, or leather, or any of those four things, mekablin tumah mikadom l'haba. They have tumah from here on in. Mikadom l'haba in. L'afrelo, but they don't have retroactive tumah, meaning the old tumah is gone forever, unlike clay matchot. So the answer is very simple. Tumat clay zchuchit rabanan. So it's basically like what we saw in earlier in the Masachet about a Carmelite relative to Rashut Rabbim Rashut Yachid. Carmelite was created by the Rabbanan, by the Rabbanan, so therefore they put the kulot of Rashut Yachid and Rashut Rabbim on it. Here the same thing. Tumat Klaiz Chuchiz Rabbanan. Tumai Shanad Rabbanan. Retroactive Tum is all the Rabbanan. And it, they put it in there so you wouldn't take something Tamei. And then instead of being retired, it break it and put it back together. It doesn't help. So, but tuma da'oraita achidubarabanan tuma. When it comes to tuma da'oraita, like um, clay cheres, so then they inje- they initiated or they uh, applied tuma yishana. Flip it, tuma of klichuchit only applies to tuma da'oraita. So either way, tuma rabanan achidubarabanan tuma. But when it comes to tuma da'rabanan, the rabanan didn't add it on. Meaning clay suchit is all da'rabanan and tuma yishana is da'rabanan. So the rabbis didn't apply it. Okay, but now we're not still not done. Pshutea mir l'tamei, that uh, we just said that flatware that's is glass is not metamei, if it has to be convex or concave, <coughs> but it should be mekarel tumba, da pshutei klematchot doraitaninu. After all, pshutei klematchot, meaning metalware that's flat, is mekabel tumba mida oraita. And you just said that anything that uh, that is doraita, in Klematchot, they applied it midrabanan to Klei Zchuchit. So the answer is, The rabbis wanted to deliberately make Klei Zchuchit be different and less severe, so that people would not think that it was really Tamei Doraita, and therefore if it had contact with Truma, to burn the Truma. And that way we would know to just put the Truma in stasis. He says, no, go back. is like the whole way. It's not half and half. And you ask the question of if it's like then it should not have Tumah from the backside. The answer is, since glassware is uh, not opaque, since uh, glassware is translucent and you can see through it, therefore we don't consider a back to be a back. And that's why they didn't put that rule on. But really it's like all the way through. Okay, now the last piece we're going to look at here, which will then finish this tangent, and in the next and final podcast on this whole sugya, we will go back and look at the rest of the list of 18 decrees, is the statement from that bright, and when we mentioned that in the previous podcast, I pointed out that the Tuman Klei Matachot is Doraita. We learn that from Clay Midian, all of the vessels that were brought back from the war Midian, the spoils of Midian, that we had to be Matayar. So, what that means is that Shimon Shetach created the rule of Tumayishana, of retroactive Tuma coming back when you reform something, 
Klematchod, which is Durabanan. She had a big party for her son. For her son. All the kelim became tamei. What she did is she broke them all. She didn't want to go take them to the mikvah. She broke them all, and then gave them all to a metal worker, and he forged them and made new kelim. And the rabbi said, we don't like that solution. We want you to be using the mikvah properly. And so therefore, they have old Tuma. And the reason for that was as a protection of, um, of, uh, against paraduma, meaning a protection to maintain the integrity of mechatat. As Rashi says, so mechatat petelim, shenachadam amtin shivayimim elashovran, shakach torat mechatat. And that's not exactly the case. Because mechatat would still apply to people. But remember, you have to do mechatat, the waters of the paraduma mixed in, you have to do that also for kelim that became tamay. And now if you have any clear it's tamay, you'll simply break it and reformulate it and not have to wait around for paraduma. Now, If you say the tumayishana was only generated for tumat mate, then I understand that it's because of mechatat. But according to the approach that says that Tumayi Shena was applied to all Tumot, how are you going to explain uh, this decree? Because if you say that when you break a Kli, the Tumah is gone and it never comes back, and when you remake it, it's uh, now got a fresh start, you might not break it big enough. Meaning, what's breaking a Kli? Is putting a hole in it so it's no longer useful. And there's a whole discussion in Masakat Kilim about how big of a hole for each kind of cleat. What if you don't make the hole big enough? So because you're just making a symbolic hole, as it were, because you're going to fill it in afterwards or fix it. So he says, as a result of that, we say, Tumay Yishana comes back when you fix it. He said that there is another concern, which is that people might think that if you put it into the mikvah, on the same day, it's immediately Tahor, and you don't inherit Shemesh. So the difference between Abaye and Rava's explanation will be a case where you um, you totally destroy the Kli, um, and so there is no concern that you might uh, that you might uh, not make the hole big enough, um, but there still is the problem of Shemayomru because people won't know that you broke the Kli. They'll see that it became Tameh, and then they'll see that you're using it later the same day, and they won't know that you broke it and fixed everything else. Uh, and, uh, and rather they'll think you must have put it in the mikvah and using it the right, that day, 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 and make Kalim don't need Herb Shemesh. Okay, we'll pause at this point, and we'll pick it up with the completion of the list of the 18 Xerot. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.